This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today I'm super excited because we've got the first installment of a two-part series on Kelowna, BC. That's right. I'm almost thinking we could have went three or four parts yeah. uh, for this because there's a well, lot I thought to you cover. meant for the drink you just served me. <laughs> uh, I, I was feeling that way too. Um, but no, I, it, it is, we cover a lot of ground in two parts, but I don't feel like we have to stop here. No. Um, <laughs> there'll, there'll be more episodes on Vancouver this year, but I think we should just keep like, I, I love this approach because we've got an urban planner. So we've got the, he's the and long that's range. Next week. That's next week. He's a long range planning manager at the city of Kelowna. Right. And then we've got Jonathan Friesen, CEO of Mission Group. So we've got a developer and we've got a city planner. And both of them are super interesting and super accomplished people. And and, and super excited about the city, right? Yeah, like these both. guys, it's, exactly. it's interesting. It's, it's talking to two... Uh, people from different angles who have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in Kelowna, but also are shaping the city, both sure. from, from very different angles, but they're looking and projecting and thinking forward uh, as to what Kelowna will be. So yeah, we shouldn't bury the lead though. Jonathan Friesen, CEO of Mission Group is on today. Huge get. Uh, that's a yeah, huge get for the show. Also Mission Group, one of the largest developers in Kelowna. Jonathan Friesen is a very interesting guy. Um, yes. And we'll let him tell his story, but... Fascinating story. As a teaser, uh, Fishing Village in Japan is where he was born. Right. 
boarding school in Tokyo. I'm, I'm going through this whole stuff. Yeah, don't is don't where give it he, Hey, okay. leave some well, for the interview. We're going to leave the rest. Let's just, we'll stop it at boarding school in Tokyo. But here's an interesting fact. He also developed 1000 Beach. 1000 Beach here in, in Vancouver, in, in, in Yale Town. That's right. Everyone knows Yaletown. that building. So, I mean, I was actually, funny enough, We he told us that that morning. I actually ended up having a showing there in the afternoon. I forgot I had it. But just, uh, it's funny. It's, and as I was going through it, I was going, I can't believe, like, things you just don't know. When you think right. mission group, you, you often don't know um, the people necessarily behind the, uh, the, 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 brand. the building community or the brand. So it's really, really fascinating to get to know Jonathan Friesen today. And if you just want to learn, it, it, it's a lot on real estate, but really it's about the direction of the city. It's about where the opportunities are, which areas are exciting, major infrastructure projects coming, and, and just the story of a guy who's navigated his way through real estate. Right. Uh, the story of a guy who navigated his way through real estate is right and also has a kind of philosophical take on things. I, I, felt, I felt inspired I, after this conversation. I, I, I felt like there's a lot of wisdom that came from this uh, for sure. talk. So stay tuned for that for sure. Before we get to our talk with Jonathan Friesen, Adam, I was in Kelowna this last weekend. Yes, uh, on business. On business and uh, socially distancing. <laughs> yes. Uh, the whole time. This was before this Bonnie's was, uh, announcements yesterday. Yeah, it's Dr. Henry to you, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> this was when we were a little bit more footloose. But man, I will tell you, I haven't been to Kelowna in probably three to five years. Right. What a place. There you was, left, the old Kelowna to you was not a place you'd want to I I, I, spend time I spent a decent amount of time there uh, 15 to 20 years ago and yeah, wasn't super... The memory of it yeah. wasn't, um, you know, it was it was fine, but it wasn't like this. You know, like yeah. we we stayed in a hotel right on the water with cruiser bikes, the yeah. breweries, the amount of just construction. We, yeah, the culinary scene. It was uh, three days, and man, I could have stayed. I I honestly, it feels kind of like you're like this is Vancouver without all the people. Was how I felt about it. Um, But I mean that in the best sense possible. Well, yeah. When I was there uh, last, I spent a lot of time. We we caught a beautiful day. Right. Um, I spent a lot of time. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time this is a while back now. But I I said the thing that we we felt really fortunate was um, that we we actually like on a nice day in the downtown area, everything's super walkable. There's places to stop, have a coffee, have a bite to eat. It's just a great, it's just, there's a good vibe. There's an energy going on there right now. And you were saying the people you talk to there a lot, very few of them were actually born and raised in Kelowna, right? Well, yeah. You know what? Like we sat at the bar at uh, B&A Brewery, which was great. And the the bartender had, I think he was from Kelowna, but had just moved back like five months before. Right. The guy down the bar was from Newfoundland. Uh, Newfies are always By way of. By way of Alberta, yeah, yeah, you're like, man, this I, that says a lot. I feel like <laughs> Newfie at bar by way of Alberta in Kelowna says, hey, this is this going to be a good this night. A boom town, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and it ain't going to end early. Uh, but the next night we went to a place called uh, La Cantina del Centro. Oh yeah, which is uh, which is Italian, well, yeah. <laughs> but, but basically, as I understand it, Nelson's Taco Fino. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. we ate at the bar, and we were eating at the bar because these places were. So so busy, but uh, woman behind the bar, the bartender, she was uh, uh, had moved there in the last six months too. Right. So it was like, uh, yeah, between everybody 
that we talked to having recently moved to Kelowna and everybody in the hotel from Vancouver looking to buy real estate there. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, well, the change was in the air. Th- it feels like last time I was there, I felt like Kelowna was a a big, small town. And now I feel like it's a small city, right? And I think we, and that's kind of something that Jonathan kind of touches on and also, um, James touches on as well. Is it's, It feels like it's transitioning in this way where it doesn't necessarily feel how it felt. So if you have been kind of monitoring the market in Kelowna or if you're looking for an exciting area to look at in BC, look no further than Kelowna right now because uh, lots of exciting things. But Matt, what else do we have before we get to this conversation with well, Jonathan? Well, we have a couple things to get to before we get to our conversation with Jonathan. First off, we are sponsored this week by Oakland Realty. This is our brokerage, best brokerage in the city, probably in Kelowna soon, I would guess. But growing fast, very dynamic place to work. If you're a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020. That's oakland.com slash join. Type in VRP2020. You'll get to talk with Michael Morgan and the gang. You also get a huge incentive for doing so uh, for typing in VRP2020, that right. is. Uh, and you will not be disappointed, so stay tuned for that. And also, Adam, there's one other thing we should mention here. One is we're going into the Easter weekend. Market is uh, very interesting. It's an interesting moment. Spring break, Easter, a bit of a pause in certain areas, gangbusters in others. We should say there should be new inventory hitting after the Easter long weekend. If you're looking to be part of that push, that spring push, we do have an incentive this spring. Yeah, we do, Matt. If you want to sell your home for top dollar in the shortest amount of time and you want to work with the Scalina Brothers, get in touch. We have an incentive that we're offering right now for listeners, people part of the VRAP community. So get in touch if you're thinking about selling your home this spring. Also, if you are a listener and you want to introduce Matt and myself to a family member or a close friend, somebody maybe outside the VRAP community, we have an incentive for you as well. So definitely get in touch. Info at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. But Matt, I am super excited for this this interview with Jonathan. I can't wait uh, for the community to to hear this episode because really, um, not only is he somebody that that will make you excited about your real estate journey, but... um, just listening to him talk about the city is is just it's oh, it's, it's it, like sitting down with an old friend, uh, one that's way smarter than you. Yeah, <laughs> an old mentor. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, so we're here with John Friesen, CEO of Mission Group. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Yeah. Thanks so much, John, for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, It's my pleasure. Maybe we'll start, um, you know, a lot of our listeners have heard of Mission Group out of Kelowna, but you head up Mission Group, the development company. Maybe can we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. um, In the conversation we were having just before the show started, um, you were wondering about how I ended up with a Mennonite name, but I grew up in Japan um, and I'm (laughs) bicultural. So uh, the answer to that is my father uh, was a um, was a Christian missionary to Japan uh, back uh, in the early 50s when he first went there, where he met my mother, and uh, and he raised the family there, and I was uh, their firstborn. So um, so he was a German Mennonite uh, farm boy from Saskatchewan that ended up in Japan, married my mother, who is Japanese, and so I grew up in Japan, uh, going to Japanese school, uh, raised in a small uh, kind of a fishing village on the Japan seaside of Honsu, the main island. 
And from there, I went to boarding school in Tokyo for high school. And so um, I'm pretty uh, cult- sort of culturally mixed up. I, I think the, the official word for it is third culture kid. And uh, to summarize that, it just basically means you don't really know where you're from, but that's the identity. The non-identity is the identity. Right. right. And, yeah. and, and so you went to school in Tokyo. I guess, why did you leave Japan? And, and when did you come to Canada? Well, why did I leave Japan? Well, I guess I always understood that I should be going to university uh, somewhere in North America. For a while, I thought it would be in Canada. My father is Canadian, um, and uh, my mother uh, was Japanese. She's Canadian now. But in my mind, I was thinking, well, I'll be going to university in Canada. But um, the truth is, <laughs> I, uh, I, I followed a, a young lady from high school uh, that went to school in Los Angeles, the university in Los Angeles. So I ended up in L.A., initially, uh, to finish my post-secondary education uh, before uh, landing back in, uh, in Canada. So, so I'm, I'm so curious, John. So born in Japan, educated in California, roots in Saskatchewan. How did you end up in Kelowna? <laughs> Why not Regina, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that might have been a great choice, too. And one thing I skipped there was in, in the middle of my career, I decided to retire for a bit. Uh, I was a developer in Vancouver, um, and developed a project there on the waterfront called 1000 Beach, which you're probably familiar with. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, but that was uh, early, early on in my career. Then I spent uh, seven years in the Cayman Islands, uh, just kind of volunteering my time, uh, doing um, charity housing and so on. Uh, then um, eventually ended up vacationing, really. Uh, our summer holidays, we were always coming to Kelowna because we had family that lived here. And, um, and during that time, I realized that this little place uh, has, has legs, there's market timing, it's, it's a good place to, uh, to live, to raise a young family, uh, and to do business. And so, um, so that's how I ended up in Kelowna. That's, that's just, um, and it was just because it's a beautiful, lovely place to live. And we realized that, well, we were not living in, in Canada at all. Right. So, so just thinking about your kind of career trajectory, which is, yes, very interesting, obviously. And our office is a, a couple blocks from 1000 Beach. So that's uh, oh, really? that, that was something we didn't know uh, and is super interesting. But why why real estate, John? Why real estate? Um, you know, some things in life are just purely accidental. But uh, early on, I, I used to work for a, a Japanese trading company called uh, Mitsubishi Corporation in downtown Vancouver. And there was one moment when I was jumping on a train on an airplane to go on a business trip to Japan. And there was a couple of business guys right in front of me and I was just eavesdropping, nothing better to do, right? So, so these guys are talking to me about how real estate was uh, such an interesting um, business to be involved in and how, um, how they had the opportunity to uh, accomplish certain things financially that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do just because of the the magnitude of the, you know, the product, everything is so expensive. I think real estate can often warp people. And I, and I watch that myself all the time because there's, there's a couple extra zeros at the end of everything. Um, just because, I mean, land is multi-million dollars. Everything you sell is multi-million dollars. And at the time I was uh, just probably shallow enough to think that that was interesting. Uh, now my, <laughs> my, my, my focus has completely changed. Like it's, it's not about you know, the, the volume of dollars that pumps through the organization anymore. It's about all kinds of other things. But, um, but in, in those days, um, that's, that was intriguing. So when I had the opportunity to break free and, um, and start something, the whole field of real estate was, uh, was a natural choice for me to gravitate to. 
I also love the idea that there's um, there's something left at the end of the day. You can point to buildings that you were part of, that you had a hand in. And uh, for, for longer than I will live on this earth, the buildings that I was a part of will be here. And so there, there's something uh, interesting and permanent. And if you do your job really well, the buildings that get left on the planet because of the business that uh, we were involved in uh, become significant. And, uh, you know, people can you know, build memories in their lives and, and, and gain wealth and, and, uh, you know, gain economically through these, uh, through these buildings. And part of that is also really, really interesting to me. It's, it's a little bit different from tech and not to demean anything there, but, uh, real estate doesn't disappear if you unplug it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's permanent. It's real. Uh, you can live in it and it's, it's just something visceral about the whole real estate industry that, that really excited me. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, we've talked about that quite a bit on the show as well. John, can you talk a little bit about the origins of Mission Group? Sure. Um, so when I moved back to uh, Kelowna, to Canada, but we moved into Kelowna um, after having lived in the Caribbean for uh, seven years, um, I, I started a company locally and um, the first project we did was called Mission Shores. So it was on the shores of the Mission District in Kelowna, which is kind of a posh neighborhood. It's the same neighborhood that we're now planning Aqua in. And so Mission Shores was a remarkable success for its time. It sold out in a day, and uh, it's a, it was a, a small townhome community right on the beach. And, um, and after that project was over, and we did a couple more um, multifamily projects in Vancouver and one here, but um, we decided to uh, start a whole new partnership, bringing in um, other members um, to sort of bolster what I thought I was good at, or more like to uh, to fill in where where I was not good at. Right. And so uh, we formed a new partnership, but there was already equity in the name uh, Mission Shore, so we just bore that name Mission, and uh, and called ourselves Mission Group. But it also sort of speaks to direction and purpose. And uh, we sort of see ourselves as that kind of an organization as well. So it kind of grew on us. And, and now people don't really worry so much about where the name came from, uh, except you, of course. <laughs> but, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, but, you know, we're just now mission group. Uh, and the real reason is because it sort of uh, speaks of the kind of organization uh, I hope we are. But most of all, it's, it's kind of how we started in the lower mission. So one thing that, um, you know, Adam and I have family in Kelowna as well, and and we spent a decent amount of time there kind of 10, 15 years ago. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just thinking about it, how how quickly it seems to be changing, it seems like, John, you saw early on that Kelowna was an exciting market, potentially before other people. Does Kelowna's kind of rapid changing landscape right now surprise you? Or, or is this something that seemed inevitable to you uh, when you moved to Kelowna? I would probably say it doesn't uh, fundamentally surprise me. Um, but I think that our whole organization is a bit surprised by how far it's gone in such a short period of time. And um, Kelowna, Kelowna, you know how they often speak of a breaking over center, um, but you know, sometimes it takes a long time to roll something up a hill and then it finally reaches the apex and then it really starts to pick up steam on the way down. And that kind of feels like where Colon is right now. Uh, so we're just, we just rolled over the top of this hill and it's broken over center. 
And now it's uh, gaining momentum as businesses and people realize that Kelowna is really, really an interesting place to to invest in and to build your life. So yeah, it's it's pleasantly surprising, but but fundamentally, all the components were already there. A progressive city council that was developer friendly, um, a, a location that I think is is just so beautiful in terms of freshwater lakes and the kind of uh, you know life amenities. Like this morning, it was rather chilly, but I rode my bicycle to work, um, and so many people are riding bicycles to work. There's lots of outdoor amenities, including cycling, but lots of other things, and it's just a uh, in terms of a quality of life, I think that Kelowna has it in ways that few other places do. In thinking about, you know, how Mission Group is is changing the skyline of Kelowna at, at, at a really rapid pace, are, are there cities that you're you're looking for, especially considering that you're you seem to be quite a global citizen? Are, are there cities that you're looking at for inspiration? You know, there's um I think Kelowna is completely unique in and of itself. It's still a young city. You can't point to uh, sort of a historical legacy like a lot of European, great European cities have. But one thing that's always uh, impressed me about Kelowna is that it reminds me a little bit of Monte Carlo. And, you know, of course, you know, the, the historicity in that is completely missing because we're, we're just a young country in, in, a, in, a, in even a younger region. But when you look at the buildings, uh, terraced condominiums with a big, huge marina as as an integral part of the city. That reminds me of Kelowna. There's waterfront everywhere. There's boats everywhere. There's marinas everywhere. And now we're filling it in with, um, with condominium communities. And in a sense, I think that we're doing it maybe better because we have, um, we have the opportunity of, of, of viewing the rest of the world and some of the great things that have happened and some of the not so great things that have, that have happened. Right. So now we're uh, entering into, you know, properly master planned, high-rise communities instead of saying, oh, here's a plot of land, let's build a high-rise. It's, it's more like here's enough property to build something that's, uh, that's integrated and works together that's not just about one building, but how the whole community interacts with the site. And if it's, if it's properly put together, the, the entire life experience, not just where you live or where you invest, but where you work and where you shop and, and where you just enjoy you know, your friendships and your family, can all be integrated into into one location, so that's the advantage I think that um, that we have by pointing at other cities and saying I like this and I like that about that place. But at the end of the day, Kelowna is um, is really unique, and I really can't think of another place that is exactly like it that we're trying to, or a place that we want to be that we think Kelowna should be like. Kelowna deserves to to have its own name. And I think that for decades and decades to come, it will continue to gain momentum as, as we've spoken previously. It's, it's rolling down the hill now and uh, it'll gain momentum. You know, that it, it is interesting because, you know, you think of, I, at least in my mind, I used to think of Kelowna as kind of a place for, you know, it was like um, retirees in part because our grandparents mm-hmm. moved there. But um, but it sounds like Monte Carlo, it's kind of a, you know, uh, a resort community in a lot of ways. But but mm-hmm. with all the, you know, the the hospital, the university, the airport, the kind of regional hub that it's become, it seems like it's, it's you know, just in, in kind of a comment, it's so much more than I think a lot of people kind of imagined it to be at this point. Yeah, it sort of takes you by surprise, right? It's, uh, I often say it's a, it's a small town with all the charm of a small town with almost all of the big city conveniences. 
Um, so the the great regional hospital, there's a university, the airport, as you pointed out, make it uh, completely accessible and convenient. Uh, yeah, you can drive anywhere in 15 minutes. So yeah, it's uh, it's really got it. In thinking about just population growth, John, Kelowna is mm-hmm. set to double in size in the next decade. Um, I think even more than double in size in the next decade. What are some of the biggest challenges you think facing the city and, and what in your mind does Kelowna look like in 2030? Yeah, I think that um, the uh, city of Kelowna is realizing that this whole notion of how density actually is a great use of real estate and how, you know, encouraging urban sprawl really isn't the future for Kelowna. They realize that building up the downtown core and, and certain pockets of densification is good for Kelowna. So in my mind, pushing forward with, um, with this type of, uh, of density and, um, and concentration, especially in the areas that the city designated like the downtown core is where it's at. And, and initially, as you know, as you've already discussed, Kelowna was a bit sleepy and the downtown core was, I'd say uh, a little depressing. When we first got here, it wasn't the kind of place that you'd necessarily go to to spend an, an entire day with your family and your granddaughter and your children and get something to eat and in that that sort of place. But now it is, and um, and the city of of Kelowna, um, I think, wisely has uh, has de- designated certain pockets, but most notably the urban core. So the future is to to build that up, uh, make it extremely pedestrian friendly. The city of Kelowna has invested a huge amount in uh, developing the sidewalks so that restaurants and bars can sort of spill out onto the street and it makes it a great place to work and to live as well. So, so we're really, really excited to, to know that the city of Kelowna um, through its, its planners uh, and council have realized that investing in downtown Kelowna and promoting this type of uh, extremely vibrant pedestrian friendly, you know, uh, with abundance of parks, is um, is really the future for Kelowna. So I think, uh, you know, to answer your question, it's, there's going to be a density, uh, but there'll also be this kind of a quaint, charming village-like feel where you can just walk into a restaurant and, and they know who you are and you sit down and they know what you like and they'll ask you, do, you know, do you want that same dish again or do you want to try something else? I mean, it's just, it's that kind of place. So you don't sort of get lost in this you know, crushing, um, densified urban core with millions of people living there, like some of the cities I've lived in, like Tokyo, for instance. But uh, you get a lot of that kind of, uh, you know, amenity-rich experience um, just because it is still small. So, you know, the future is is certainly bigger than it is right now. More people will uh, move here, but it'll be a long time, uh, or maybe never, before it becomes uh, like a Vancouver or a Toronto or an L.A. or, or Tokyo, for that matter. Right, right. And it, it, thinking about sub-areas in Kelowna, we have a lot of people that are, are familiar with the area but maybe haven't really done a, a ton of research on on kind of the geography around the downtown core. Obviously, a lot of people are excited about Glenmore and the missions and, and Rutland seems mm-hmm. to be changing uh, dramatically. And even Lake Country seems to be moving at kind of yeah. a, a, a really quick pace. Can you talk about like the sub areas that you're kind of most excited about or where you see growth in, in the, the Kelowna region? Well, um, you know, all of those areas are interesting. I live in Glenmore, um, but, um, you know, most of our businesses is con- business, uh, our current uh, list of high rises under development is downtown. 
three of those high rises though are in the lower mission. And, uh, you know, the lower mission is kind of known as, you know, the posh, uh, affluent neighborhood. Um, it's, it's kind of flat. It's part of the, um, mission Creek Delta. And, you know, a lot of the city's beautiful beaches are in that area. Some of the city's nicest homes and neighborhoods are in that area. But it hasn't been really developed meaningfully to this point in time with mixed-use condominium communities. So I think that one is the most interesting one. We certainly have a, have our eyes on it and have had our eyes on it for a decade uh, with the project that we're calling Aqua, Aqua Waterfront Village. And can you speak a little bit about that project? Because it, it, it looks kind of incredible. Yeah, we've uh, been, there's been a lot of <laughs> talk about it with our clients in Vancouver as well, because if you look at the renditions, and we'll have a link and a, and a photo on our site, but the renditions are outstanding, I would say. So it, it seems like it's, it's definitely an exciting project. Pre- pretty unique. For sure. We'll let yeah, you talk so, about it though, John. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like right now I'm sitting, um, I just happened to uh, have booked, a, we, we have an open office concept. I'm one of the people in the open, open office. So I booked a, a room to have this conversation with you gentlemen. Uh, but the room uh, is also uh, used as kind of the aqua marketing war room. So I'm looking at the walls and they're plastered with all kinds of images. Many of them are just sort of conceptual. They'll never, they'll never be seen by the public. Um, so I feel uh, extra inspired right now to talk about it, but <laughs> But we're talking about three kind of terrace high rises sitting on a podium of, uh, of retail and the CRUs, uh, commercial retail units. And uh, we were talking about uh, Monaco previously, but a lot of the condominiums you see in Monaco are kind of lower height. They're not, you know, 30, 40 stories. They're probably 15. And uh, they terrace towards the, the Mediterranean Sea. In the case of Monaco here, they terrace towards Lake Okanagan, but towards the west. And um, and so these these expansive uh, verandas um, basically invite the water in. And I've always thought that a resort community isn't so much about the buildings, although we love our buildings. But it's really not about the buildings. It's it's where the buildings are and how they allow you to access the real amenity, which is you know the the setting of the actual resort. And in this case. There's a gorgeous lake. You can see the mountains uh, on the other side of the lake. We have uh, a a beach. One thing that is completely unique, as far as I, I know, hope maybe you can correct me on this, but part of our offering will include a four-story indoor racked boat storage building. So that building is not visible uh, from the waterfront, but it's integrated into the parkade, sort of. And, uh, and you'll be able to bring your boat, um, leave it in the building 12 months a year, and have it, uh, have it launched by our staff. Um, you know, within a few minutes of, of you arriving there, you get into your boat. Uh, our, our self-propelled trailers will take you down to the lake and launch you. And if you don't want to have the kind of <laughs> the burden of owning a boat, I've owned boats for lots of years, and sometimes it's quite a burden, right? <laughs> if you don't really want to own your own boat, you can join our boat club where we have shared boats. So the shared service works together with the, with the traditional valet service where customers own their own boats. And uh, you can book online. Uh, your your boat or the time of your launch if you own your own boat and our staff will take you right down to the water and uh, right, right directly from your condominium you can go straight to your boat you don't need a truck you don't need to, you don't even need to own a trailer and so bringing in the water into your daily life experience and if you're a full-time resident that means that uh, during the new year's break or the christmas break you can go boating uh, because your boat doesn't need to be winterized 
Uh, and in the summertime, well, you know, it's, there's, there's hundreds of boats on the lake all the time. And you can be part of that with, uh, without any of the headache. You don't need to maintain. You don't need to refuel. Uh, our staff will take care of all of that. And so we've been running that business on the, on the surface, like while we were waiting for permits and all kinds of other things. So we're very well familiar with how to run that business. And now we're putting it into a building and systematizing it and programming it as part of the, um, of the uh, condominium offering. So that kind of in a nutshell is uh, Aqua Waterfront Village. Wow. Where do I sign up, John? <laughs> we'll, well, we'll link to your website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it sounds incredible. Uh, um, you know, just thinking about kind of the changing trajectory of, of Cologne, and this is, uh, you know, I'm kind of just thinking about this question because you mentioned kind of how when you moved to Kelowna, you saw that it was potentially more exciting than a lot of people realized. Uh, we've had folks on from the from the city of Kelowna, and and it does seem like they're, you know, this kind of uh, urban uh, density and walkability, and they're they're all on board. But it does seem like Mission Group is the the big player uh, in Kelowna in kind of reimagining the community, and I'm just wondering, I guess how you go about analyzing markets, but also can you talk a little bit about how your team kind of envisions the future, if that makes sense? Like how, you know, like we, we talk about communities that are, you know, on the rise, good investments in Vancouver and, and what we're looking for kind of from a mom and pop perspective, right? Like this, this community seems to have legs and it, it, five years from now is going to look very different. You're actually changing the face of the, the community. Can you talk about how that process of kind of, you know, seeing something that doesn't exist and kind of making those decisions? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And it's probably not a really simple answer, but the, um, the, the question we always ask ourselves first is who would live here and what do they want? And then we go from there. Uh, so we, and this is nothing unique to mission group, but we, we start every project, you know, once we have the land and we have a rough idea of what could be built there and what should be built there, we, we have a, a, an envisioning charrette. And it's just, it's basically a one day meeting where we bring in placemakers and architects and landscape architects and, uh, and, and folks from our development group. We have an extremely well led development department. Uh, with extremely creative uh, people that also are practically minded because whatever you think of, you still have to be able to build it and make it a solid, reliable building that are going to last for a long time. Right. But we get all these um, these uh, brilliant heads and minds into a room and just start thinking and talking and sketching. And I think it basically compacts maybe six months worth of uh, consultant work into a day, pretty intense day. But, but as, as we're envisioning and talking and, um, and not just saying about what should be built, but what can actually be permitted. Drawings start to appear in real time as these uh, talented artists and placemakers and architects start to sketch. And by the end of the day, you have a pretty good idea of what will be, and it takes a few weeks after that to, to, uh, to put numbers to buildings to see, if, see if, it, if it's even financially viable as a business case. But it all revolves around that central question, which is who will live here and what do they want? And maybe even we go a step further and say, you know, what should they want? Uh, because sometimes I think uh, the buyer doesn't necessarily realize what could be there because it doesn't exist um, kind of in their frame of reference. So, um, you know, if we're talking about Aqua, you know, we could have one, one kind of monolithic high rise um, sticking up in the middle. 
uh, that would resemble something that would happen in downtown Kelowna or downtown Vancouver. But clearly, it's a resort building, so it has to look and feel like a resort building. Right. And uh, outdoor spaces and outdoor amenities become really important. And so, you know, we we have to we have to picture the use and in so many other ways. It's it's a creative process that always always starts and ends with who will uh, live here and what do they want. Can we can we talk a little bit about timelines for Aqua Waterfront Village? Sure. Yeah. So. Phase one uh, will be launched in the early summer, so just a few months from now. Our sales center is fully under construction and nearing completion, uh, and um, we believe construction uh, will start uh, in the fall, like uh, September, October kind of timing. And the, the full build for phase one will be roughly 24 months. Um, and quick, actually. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and then in, in thinking, John, about the, the, the buyer, do you yeah. see end users, investors, a combination of, of both? Yeah, so when we look at the, the people who are uh, registering uh, for the first building, we're calling it Latitude. Uh, but the people that are uh, registering for Latitude are, uh, are surprisingly um, evenly split between uh, Kelowna, people that are currently live in Kelowna and people that currently live in Vancouver. And there's a spattering of other locations, but they're not significant. And we get a pretty good idea that the mentality is I can sell my large home uh, in the lower upper mission and move to Aqua. And uh, so the move down buyer would definitely say this and have an unobstructed view and the use of all the waterfront amenities, including boating. And so part of that is not an investor mindset, but there's also a, a quite a large investor mindset, uh, we believe. And that is because um, the, the zoning here is C9 uh, in the city of Kelowna, and basically it's a hotel tourism uh, neighborhood where the city has designated the area for short-term stay. It could have been, a, you know, a hotel would be an acceptable use for this zoning. So um, short-term daily use is, uh, is also uh, acceptable and encouraged. And so if somebody wanted to buy um, a home and, um, and rent it out on Airbnb or something like that as a short-term rental, that's also a huge motivation, and I think you, <laughs> you you have a very good idea of what kind of returns people are getting by Airbnb and their condominiums, and a lot of the buyers are going to be looking at it from that angle. My daughter-in-law's uh, younger brother, so this is uh, a gentleman and his wife in their uh, mid-20s, are so excited about owning an aqua phase one. And I know they're pooling resources with other family members because um, because they want to own something that's going to produce um, a very interesting return for them through short-term rentals. So there's um, there's definitely an investor uh, contingent in our registration group. So I think that that'll be a significant part of it as well. And can we talk about the breakdown of the units? So are these um, like are these larger units, three bedrooms, two bedrooms? Are there going to be any one bedrooms in the complex? Yeah, there are one bedrooms, uh, one bedroom dens, as well as two bedrooms. And then there's uh, a couple of uh, larger penthouses near the top. So, you know, in, in that sense, it's probably fairly typical of what you'd see in the Vancouver market. Right. Maybe as a final question, John, you know, uh, and I think this is, uh, maybe I'm beating a dead horse here by saying Mission Group is, it seems to be the uh, the dominant force in in Kelowna, but you've had a kind of very interesting career. Uh, what in your mind has has led to the enormous success of of Mission Group? Well, 
I, I kind of cringe a little bit when you say dominant and you know enormous success because we see ourselves as as kind of being a, a learning fledgling with a long way to go. But maybe maybe that's part of it. Um, you know, I, I think that developers. You were, remember we were talking about those extra zeros at the end of everything. But right? right. it's easy to start thinking that that you're smarter or better or somehow more competent than other business people out there. And that's, that's not the case. You know, I think that we have to stay humble. Um, we have to stay focused. Uh, we have to stay truthful and uh, just, just down to earth, right? I mean, we're, we're here to serve people. Uh, we're here to make sure that the entire community benefits economically from our activities. You know, we've coined a little tagline, build it forward. But what that really means is we're not here just to enrich our shareholders. In fact, that is quite secondary. We're here for our staff. Uh, we're here for the entire community that we get to do business in that allow us to do business here. And we want the economic benefits of what we do to benefit all the community through our rental housing, to our uh, commercial work. And, uh, and if we can improve or help improve, be part of the improvement of Kelowna, especially Kelowna's downtown and other urbanized areas where we have more influence in. And if we can help that happen in a way that that is better for everyone. Well, that's kind of what build it forward is. So it doesn't just mean we are um, some huge dominant force that keeps on building and selling things. We're here for the for the long run. We're here to build right into the community so that everybody benefits, you know, economically in lots of other ways. Uh, if if we do our job well, I think that our customers and even people who are not our customers, people that buy our product, you know, the second and third and fourth uh, time around. Uh, we'll, we'll see thoughtfulness and, uh, and their life experiences will be improved. Their, their families will be happier. And so, you know, we see our function inside Kelowna as being kind of a catalyst to happiness, if you can call it that. And I know that we're not some panacea to solve all, all the world's problems, obviously. But um, I think that if we keep on concentrating on this whole notion that we're here to serve others, we're here to serve Kelowna, then um, maybe that that is also the best way to run a business and be more dominant, if I could hesitantly use that word. But it's certainly not about being dominant or smarter. It's about all these other things that have nothing to do with that. But perhaps if it was only about making as much money as possible, and it certainly isn't that, but if it were, this might still be the best way to do business. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll leave it there on on, <laughs> on, on that. I'm going to listen back to that answer again. That was great. <laughs> and uh, you probably have no idea what I just said. Right? No, 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 that was no. It was it, uh, the, more profound with the end there. I think right. uh, for sure, um, John. We do have this quick segment called the Five Wire, and we were hoping you could stick around for that and do the Kelowna edition with us. Okay. Yeah. What is the five wire? So five no five quick questions about. Uh, well, it's 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 a combination of questions about Kelowna, like your lived experience, and then a, a couple other uh, okay, lighthearted, lighthearted questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, question number one is: What is your favorite neighborhood in Kelowna? The Lower Mission. Favorite bar or restaurant? Craft. One book that you would recommend all of our listeners read? Range. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that is by uh, Simon Sinek. One piece of advice you would give your 18-year-old self? 
um, give yourself a kick in the head and stop thinking you're so smart. <laughs> and last but not least, something that you've purchased for under $1,500 that's had a positive change on your life. The wheels for my newest bicycle. Uh, that was a quick one. That uh, was very quick, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Pretty random. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, th- thanks so much, John, for your time. That was a, a fascinating well, conversation. You. And and, uh, and how can people find out more about Mission Group and, of course, Aqua Waterfront Village? Well, if you land on uh, missiongroup.ca, you will find everything you need to know. Excellent. Well, thanks again for taking the time. Thank you very much. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Jonathan Friesen, CEO of Mission Group out of Kelowna. Really enjoyed that conversation with Jonathan, Matt. It was like chatting with an old friend. I really appreciate Jonathan taking the time. And man, like if you're not excited about Aqua Waterfront Village or just the future of Kelowna in general after listening to that, like how how amazing is that going to be? Boat I, concierge. I know, boat concierge. What do you, I don't even know what a boat concierge is. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Also, what's a concierge? <laughs> also, what's a boat? Uh, but <laughs> no, I, I think no, I, I definitely it, know what a boat I, I, is. Yeah, I can I can put it all together. <laughs> it will take me a while. Uh, anyway, what else do we got for today? What else do we have for today? Well, we should say if uh, if that got you fired up about Kelowna, as fired up as uh, Adam and I are, uh, we do have a team in Kelowna that can help yes. uh, you. So get in touch for sure. We uh, are working with really great guys over yeah, there. Yeah, we have a top team in Kelowna, so they can help you with all your investment needs. Or if you're thinking about making a move, we can connect you as well. We've got great feet on the ground there. And it's a market that we monitor super closely. And it's a it's a market that you need feet on the ground. Like yeah. it's a it's a hot market, that is for sure. And also if you're interested in more information on Aqua Waterfront Village, definitely get in touch with us, Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. But anyway, Adam, maybe we should cut out for the day, but before we do Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com for all things real estate related. We have things like the Livewire. This is our weekly mailer. There's no reason why you don't want to be on this list. We got Deal of the Month. We have things like information about Aqua Waterfront Village. Yes. Uh, stats before anyone else. Really, there is no reason you don't want to be part of this list. We also have private client services. Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor level information at your fingertips. It's the best way to look for real estate in Vancouver or in BC. And we can set you up with your own free account. All you have to do is go to vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And I just want to do one more thing here. I just If someone is on the fence looking at investments in BC and you want to have a chat about Kelowna, like I said, we monitor that market very closely. Happy to jump on a call and offer uh, my top choices, being an outsider looking in in that market where I think I see opportunities, um, depending on what your price point is. So I'm happy to have that conversation. So if you want to talk about that or anything else, you can reach out. And Matt, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, give me a call anytime, 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. We also have that secret line, info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com and last but not least look forward to part two part oh, duh part duh yeah, part this duh is like week. the uh, what was that movie major leagues uh no what? no no where's the was, leslie uh, nielsen movie it hot, was hot shots part duh hot shots yeah, hot, hot shots, shots part, part duh, duh. pretty good yeah well, anyway, yeah, part stands the test of time for sure <laughs> we got duh. part duh, Kelowna coming Did up they next spell week duh, like french or d-u-h no i think it was d-u-h 
effects. I should have uh, been a writer on that show. <laughs> yeah, you would have <laughs> hit that out of the park. <laughs> James Moore from Kelowna City Planning is up next week. Uh, we'll see you and talk to you then. Have a good week. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.